Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. We'll start her out with an in-state crop report. Um, start with Matt over there on the west side of the state over at Ursa. Matt says they only had a half inch to three quarters of rain in August and they're seeing some moisture stress on both corn and beans. Dry land corners are starting to visually show it or pop out. On the Missouri side of the river in the light ground, he said the beans are dying back and dropping leaves. Most of the corn over there is probably only 10 days from black layer, and he thinks yield is somewhat secure, but the beans are sliding backwards. He's seeing some tar spot as well as southern rust in the corn. In the later uh, corn, uh, southern rust is, is popping, and there are spraying some fields uh, of the later planted corn. Matt said he's seeing SDS showing up in the beans when you're out in them, but only a few fields that you can actually see it from the road. A lot of their beans are at the R5 stage. If we slide up north up to Bubba up at Grand Ridge, uh, he says they need rain for both corn and beans. They started spraying spider mites already last week and are adding fields every day. Corn is holding up uh, better but as they dig deeper and look at more drone and aerial images, Bubba believes they have more wind damage than they originally thought. Slide on over to Wilmington, Illinois. Talk to Jeff at Ritchie Green. Jeff says corn looks good. Seems like all their planting dates did pollinate well. Lady mergers are lowering their yield estimates, but there's a lot of fields still checking around 200 bushels. Beans still look good, but they need rain to get the bean size. Seeing some spotty SDS, but no spider mite issues as of yet. If we keep on going east to the state line over at uh, Donovan Co-op, talking with Tim today. Things over there are getting pretty dry. Most of the area only had a half inch in August. Corn, he said, is holding on and it's coming to finish. Corn silage is just getting started as far as guys are starting to cut but the bean size is getting tagged due to the dry conditions. They are also seeing some SDS. If we swing back to the west side, uh, talking with Phil down there in the Winchester, New Berlin area, where we kind of have more of a garden spot in August rains, uh, corn and beans look good from the road. Corn is not as strong out in the field as it looks from the road, according to Phil, mainly due to poor uh, poorer than normal ear counts. He believes their corn harvest will start about September 20th. The bean crop is potted heavy and continues to set up for a pretty big crop on the beans. Here locally, if in the center, if we continue to see um, good crop development, again, due to the August rains that a lot of us caught here in the center, the last two weeks were huge corn weeks if you had the water and the root system to get to it. Beans are potted heavy. Here at the office, our April uh, planted 2-1 beans, started turning last week already. They're pretty yellow right now. In the center of the state, though, it's more of hit and miss with pockets of very dry conditions mixed between pockets of high potential, again, depending on which of the August range you've got. April corn is 10 days from black layer and moving along quickly uh, due to the high GDUs that we're racking up. 
May corn looks 20 days out, June corn looks 25 days out, and all moving pretty quickly. Beans looking good and continue to increase their bean size uh, if you're in an area with moisture. Areas without, uh, the beans are starting to show dry weather stress and we're pulling back. And in some of these dry areas, if we don't get relief uh, quickly, we're definitely going to be pulled back on bean size and the top pods are going to be lost. Slipping on down to Lovington area, talking with Aaron, he said uh, Highway 36 and North, things are getting really dry. May planted corn is dying on the hills and beans are flipping their leaves up and going backwards. South of Highway 36, more rain, a little bit better. Aaron believes April corn harvest will start uh, about September 15th. Uh, April planted 3-6 beans are now starting to turn. He is seeing some sudden deaths show up. June corn is still green, but the ear size will get clipped if they don't find some rains. Aaron's seeing similar results as most farmers who are doing actual ear counts. We're in that four to 6,000 off a normal ear count. On farm visits the past two weeks, uh, we've seen it all. If you were able to pick up two to four inches in August, man, you got a, a nice crop still rocking and rolling. And at the same time, we're seeing spider bites showing up in a number of soybean fields, and we are spraying in the dry areas. While some beans are far enough along they won't warrant spraying, stay on top of these beans right through R6, or you're going to end up with BBs. Stop mowing the road ditches. SDS is showing up in most areas in both early and late planted beans. More, of course, in the early beans. I've only seen a couple of fields that I would rate as a disaster at this point. We've been in fields treated and not treated with SDS products um, and you can tell that the non-treated seed is coming down with considerably more SDS. Again, the more stress we have in the area, the more you're also seeing it. In dry areas, the beans are getting dinged harder than the corn. Most April and May corn is far enough along that the daily water usage has dropped off. We may be taking the top out of some yield, but I predict there's still going to be some pretty decent yields. With soybeans in the dry areas, we're losing those top pods and we're losing seed size. In these areas, we have taken what was going to be above average bean crop probably back to average. Cornfields are starting to show the scorched edge effect uh, which is especially true on the south and the west edges when, um, when they're next to beans or open area. This will show up on our yield maps this fall. This outer edge is again due to the high ET rates that we get on those outer edges and when water gets tight. So you're going to start to see your south and west edges on cornfields fall apart if they're not bordered by another cornfield. Disease in corn we found several fields in the past two weeks with tar spots showing up. Some just on the outside, but many it's also out in the field. With cooler temperatures in the forecast, I expect this to kick up hard. We are seeing southern rust in several fields. We don't see southern rust up in central Illinois that often, but this year is going to be an exception, again due to our warm temperatures. Coming out of some of these fields, your close is orange with rust. So let's watch the late May-June corn for both tar spot and southern rust. 
especially if you're in that area that got August rains and this corn has some of the highest ear counts and still has some of the highest potential. It may have to be treated. Seeing some fields running out of N the past two weeks, fields that run out of N and get caught in a drought will get hit harder. Fields with compaction came apart early uh, and come apart fast when it got dry. One thing that seems to surprise growers on farm visits is the actual ear count numbers we're coming up with. Many of you have heard me tell about poor ear count numbers, but haven't dived into your own fields deep enough to understand what effect that has on yield estimates. When doing your yield estimates, don't use the small ears to do your kernel counts. When you have small ears that are harvestable, put them together to make the equivalent of an ear. So many fields were putting six to eight thousand small ears together or three to, to make three to four thousand actual ears. Do your kernel counts on the uniform ears and calculate uh, that out against your adjusted ear count. Plants that are broke off at the ear node from the wind, give that a half an ear. I still see some good yields, but I'm not sure they're as high as some of you think. When a grower is talking to me about what he's finding in actual ear count, I know he has a handle on it. But when someone tells me the crop looks good and he has high expectations but doesn't know his ear count, it worries me that you may be in for an unexpected disappointment. Based on feedback, our virtual field day in Corn College, um, we believe it was a big success. We appreciate all the good feedback and suggestions on what you liked and what you'd like to see done different. You know, when throwing a curveball, we just have to adjust and keep on charging. This COVID is definitely a curveball. Based on your feedback, we realize in the future, doing field days live or virtual, there are some things we learned this year I think will help us make a better program in the future. You know, being a virtual event and you watching at home, we thought there would be no reason for breaks. You can get up and leave and come back as you need it. Without the breaks, we could pack more stuff into the program. <laughs> Many of you in your feedback forums indicated that we missed it on that call. Sitting for four hours without a break was too long. It was amazing as we looked at the statistics to see how many people logged on from the start, stayed there from the finish. We thought that we would have people coming and going. We now know better and we'll adjust for future events. The more we do, the more we learn, the more we adjust, the more we move on. This is happening in every corner of the world. Talking with our third grade grandson, who has gone back to school, I asked him how things are going. He's excited to be back to school. Asked him what his favorite part of the day was. He said recess, because he could go outside and take his mask off as long as he stayed six feet apart from his buddies. Well, I said, what do you play at recess? He said, we play tag. Hmm. I inquired, how do you play tag and stay six feet apart? Cole says, Papa, we play shadow tag. All you got to do is step on the person's shadow. So there you go. Even third graders are making adjustments and moving on. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com.
and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.